Hello, everybody, and let's exit to port. It is currently the 26th of September at 1854 Central European, still summertime, until further notice. As per usual, when we do these intros and do these episodes, I am joined by Mr. Grumbles the Dwarf. Hello, Grumbles. Hello. It's you. It's me. <laughs> I, and I think I should get this out of the way early doors. I'd like to formally complain that it's not the 30th of September that we're recording this on. <laughs> We've got several days left till the end of the month. We clearly have done this horribly wrong. Or... And hear me out. Mm. We mm. we're 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 finding a good. Uh, honestly, no. I'm gonna shut up because <laughs> it, it, if I say anything, that's gonna jinx it. Super. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think be, you already did. I yeah, think it's already yeah. Jinxed. No, we're, we're yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry about the very late episode next month, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the double episode in November, however. Uh. Yeah, so we're back. Um, mm -hmm. And the first thing I'm going to just say is it is something that we briefly mentioned in the editorial meeting. Hey. Hey. Uh, is that where did this month go? Mm -hmm. I, I know I was out traveling for a bit and everything, but you, you, you mentioned it. Like, where did this week go? And it's mm -hmm. like September just gone. It just gone instantly. Yep. I don't know where. Why is that? Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea? I don't know why. It's the only thing I can say. That's all I got. <laughs> well, speaking of things going quickly, World of Warships is seven years old. Mm, how's, that for, how's that for a segue? Huh? That's pretty. That was smooth. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. That thank was you. good. Let's not uh, let's not point it out to everybody. Anyway. Well, at least we got at least we can go on with confidence now that we got at least <laughs> one good segue for the. <laughs> Very important, uh, but yeah, seven years, mm. and I, I I was actually looking through my uh, my channel the other day, mm -hmm. my YouTube channel that is, and I found some old unlisted videos showing how world of warships used to look mm -hmm. and it was weird to look back <laughs> it was really weird to look back like if for all the things that they've they've uh, thrust in our face mm. uh, that we do not want i also mm -hmm. saw so many things that made me go oh my god it's so much mm -hmm. better now mm -hmm. so I I guess I I guess we can like we're on a roll with thanking Wargaming for what they do and <laughs> and and with how they've progressed and actively tried to make things better and they're talking about it so you know what here's to seven years man mm -hmm. it's, yeah uh, it's been a blast and I I do have a feeling it's going to be even longer and. Something that they talked about themselves in 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 the uh, the letter regarding these celebration is, of course, that in the market of video games, celebrating seven years as an MMO, which it is, that's pretty big. 
that's pretty big. We're going to talk a bit about another MMO a bit later that kind of is dead already, but, <laughs> but, but yeah. We go from seven years to seven minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Name of my... No. Um, anyway, how are, how's your seven years been? Uh, it's been really fun. I, you know, it, we had, we had the, the summer of discontent. Um, but overall, um, I mean, I put it a different way. I'm trying to think now, put myself a bit on the spot, but what other games have I played for seven years? Like I haven't been a huge gamer. I'm not like a, you know, a game more now than I ever have in my life before, but even so, mm. um, it's it's definitely like there's been a couple of MMOs where you get like hooked on it and you're like oh, I want to do this thing and get to this next level or whatever but nothing has kept me uh, coming back and and I think it's just that magic mix it's that it's, that, it's quite a special product in terms of you can literally just plug in enjoy a couple of matches and plug back out plug back out again I know mm. that might sound weird if people are like what what do you mean but you know there's something about warships that keeps me coming back and, and and most of us and um yeah they've just got that magic mix i guess yeah no they they've definitely cracked some sort of key there mm -hmm. and, and just uh, kinda... see what you did there yeah yeah mm. uh and it's just like for me too it's like lo looking back and and how i used to play mm -hmm. and then how I play now, how I'm able to learn better, how I'm like my own progression as a player is very nice to look at. But I also see it as a massive win for the game. The fact that people keep coming back casually too. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to have even more of that coming up in the future since they're doing more and more to introduce players in a good way. So that they learn, they have a good onboarding experience, for the lack of a better term, mm -hmm. and and it's good to see. It's very good to see. You know what's kind of funny in a way, and I don't mean this to be like a backhanded compliment. I guess it could be taken like that by some, but like for all of the faults here and there, and the things that people would moan about, including and things that I've even been like frustrated with in the past, like. Uh, and still need to improve, but although I can see it is being worked on, but like um, how to introduce new players and explain things to them and 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 get them to understand how to you know improve them and and have fun in the game, but also understand a little bit better what's going on. Mm. Um, if you think about how successful it's been, even without that, imagine yeah. what it, yeah, 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 imagine yeah. what it could have been if it had actually been more kind of accessible for starters. But um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, I, you know, I can only see it if, again, if they continue this positive uh, communication and, and sort of transparency trend again, we're clear with, they don't get everything right every time. Not at all. Who does? Um, but I definitely think they're, they're in a positive, big positive trend. So yeah, it bodes well. It'd be interesting to see, like, I couldn't really imagine like another seven years, like what would this game look like in, you know, after 14 years? Mm. <laughs> it's, it's the mind boggles a little bit now but it'll be interesting to look back in a few you know even getting to 10 years again like you said huge milestone it, it is very big milestone like, there are very few mmos out there that survive that long world of warcraft mm -hmm. is one of them 
Um, and I think, I think, uh, oh, there's a few others. I can't remember their name right now, but there's, there's not many. There's mm -hmm. not many, but it, we, we can't really ignore the fact that they had the success of World of Tanks to help them get started. Mm -hmm. A lot of World of Tanks players came over to World of Warships. And uh, and I think I think a lot of it a lot of their their success comes from that. It, it's it's undeniable really. Mm -hmm. But it's become its own thing. There are a lot of World of Warships players out there that are pretty much unaware of what World of Tanks is. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of weird, but also fun to see. Yep. Because it, I actually had this uh, this question from somebody. Oh, World of Warships, right. Uh, who's this from? Uh, the same people that made World of Tanks, I answered. World of Tanks? What's that? Like, oh, <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and then it kind of clicked on them. Oh shit! It's the same people. Oh cool! And then it kind of went on. But yeah, no, uh, it's uh, it's fun, it's big, mm -hmm. and if uh, if their upcoming ideas and communication is gonna go through well, or then we're looking at an even better game because. One of the things that they said they are going to be wanting to work on is cross-server matchmaking. Mm -hmm. So people in EU can matchmake with uh, with NA and so on. So we're talking more like War Thunderworks, one account, you can play with everybody, and I I do think I do think that's good, and they they probably should have done that from the start, honestly. But hey, here we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed. I think just one last point, uh, mm -hmm. since we, we mentioned World of Tanks, I think it would be rude not to point out that there are, of course, uh, many thousands of World of Tanks players who don't know that World of Tanks exists either. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't let World of War tanks uh, be brought up without having a dig at it. <laughs> <laughs> What is World of War Tanks? <laughs> what, Nobody knows. <laughs> and, and for that matter, what is World of Warplanes? Mm. Yeah. They know that, you know what, now you mention that, that could be a good business idea. You should <laughs> suggest that they make a game similar. Yeah. Around, oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Bless noble, bless noble Q for keeping that guy in the life. <laughs> Single-handedly carrying Single, the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other things that they've done recently that I didn't think they would do is they revamped operations. Mm. Because for a long time, a lot of people have been saying, please bring back operations. Please mm -hmm. make it a random role so that you don't have just one operation per week. It's too long. Like, for every time you hit that battle button, you should end up in a different operation or whatever. And and I've been saying that too. Armored Warfare, the, the, the co-op 
battles there. Mm-hmm. Like being able to match make into a random one every single time. And like it just made the game so much more enjoyable. And now we have that opportunity in World mm-hmm. of Warships. And I've played it a lot. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's solid fun. It really is. And and we now have the option of bringing any tier six through eight into operations freely. Like there's nothing stopping you from jumping in and doing it. There's nothing that will uh, say that ah oh, no you you can't do this and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't have to wait half an hour in order to get your ship back. No, it's just jump in, play it. Yep, again and again. Yep. And I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a huge improvement. Um, I think you know people will get the hang of them and that, but you know they brought the whole bunch of them back. I like this round robin thing where it'll just pick one for you if you're just joining some other randoms in a team, as you said. Um, yeah, and it's just good fun. I think that it from what we played it for a few hours here and there, it seemed to scale fairly well. Oh yeah. Um, like it wasn't super easy and there was bits, there's some maybe that are slightly easier than others since you're in the tier eights, but it seemed, we did try a few at like tier six and sevens and eights and they did seem to adjust the enemy ships and whatnot mm. um, fairly appropriately. And it's just kind of fun. Like, for example, when your motto just appears in defense of, <laughs> of Newport and you're like, ah, that's, this isn't good news. You're, um, you're sitting yeah. there broadside on in your, in your Bayard and then going, ah, <laughs> ah, I Love. thought I was having too much fun. Uh, <laughs> the game has corrected course on me. Thank you. Um, I, I, yeah, so, uh, I actually had a moment the other day uh, mm-hmm. where I was in with my, uh, what's the Panation special one that is uh it's it's actually a a french cruiser i can't remember what the name is anyway so i was sailing in ah i was all hot shit and it was uh hermes Mm -hmm. operation hermes and this was all the way at the start and then Mm -hmm. suddenly a york just absolutely obliterates me by finding my (laughs) citadel with nine out of nine shells i had twenty seven thousand health it was suddenly yeah. gone. There you go. And then I just kind of sat there going, uh, Oops. yeah, sorry guys. Yeah. Uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, Silver was part of that same game. He was like, oh my uh-huh. God, what happened? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it has just, the York, it, it splattered me. So yeah, no, it, yeah. it is. It's not just this uh, this thing that you can just jump into and, and expect an, a victory, and you need to do well. Yeah, yeah. I quite liked that. And, uh, yeah, so go have a go at them. It's fun. Um, and obviously, if you get a group together, it's pretty chillaxing. And I thank goodness, because so long, so overdue. I know there's still a couple of them outstanding or whatever, but they've, they've even talked about adding a few more. And I don't know what the, the massive kind of change your heart and change your position on it or whatever. Um, because I know for the longest time it was like pff, operations. Yeah. We'll get back to the, to you on that one mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, here, have everything. So I, I think finally I would argue that they, you know, they've sort of seen sense because I, I do believe firmly there's going to be a big, you know, good market for it. Maybe, maybe that's the point with the tier eights, you know, cause Definitely. that's, that's their big marketplace. Biggest 
So that makes a lot of sense. And uh, other things they've talked about that I uh, that I uh, hope to see is a betterment of the the co-op experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I know co-op players out there that are like, why do we have subs? Why do we have arms race? It's mm-hmm. it's useless. And uh, and it's just it's become a place for people to just jump in get 300 base xp and then out again <laughs> and and just like not caring like it's just a mindless grind i honestly think that co-op could be more of a wave defense and just like not not an operation but more of a wave defense and and have a bit more mm-hmm. going on where yeah. let's say you have three spawns one battleship one cruiser one destroyer and that's it and once yeah. you're out of those you're out I like I'm I'm excited to see where Wargaming takes the co-op experience because they have said that they're looking into how things are for co-op players. And yeah. and and co-op right now is just a blind copy of what goes on in randoms only with bots in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. So Agreed. So yeah, what would you want to see out of co-op? Um, I think that that uh, I've not thought about it until you just said it now. I think that the that's a really fun idea, the idea of uh, of waves of attacks and things. I think you know it should be a place where people can um, plug in, chill out, have have some fun, learn learn some of the game, like we've been talking about where to learn and all the rest of it. I think that's a good opportunity um, because you don't lose too much or whatever. And um, yeah, I think I think there's there's a lot of potential to it. It feels like it's been like a neglected, like a massively underused tool for them, mm. and, and now they've got the uh, they kind of thought, oh, maybe 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 if we do round this out a little bit, um, because the the reality is, and I know that there's the huge push and always growing and bringing more people in and all the usual stuff. Sure, that's got to happen. That's part of the business model and the system that we're all uh, within, but. I think that maybe part of it is they realize that that people getting burned out on it and just playing less and less and certainly being less inclined to spend money on any of the content as well um, is something that will affect the longevity. And we're just talking about how we're celebrating seven years, you know, and if they want to be around for another three or another whatever, five, seven, then um, you've got to, you've got to address things that cause that burnout. And that feeling of it not being fun anymore. Yeah. And I think that's one of the ways of doing it. I think at the moment it's too stale, the, the co-op bar. Like for, for a long time, the only the only real game mode that people have been playing has been random. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hear so many people that say, okay, ranked, they're, they're skipping out on ranked seasons because the reason X, Y, and Z. They're skipping out of brawls because the reason X, Y, and Z. Uh, they're... And, and a lot of people have also said, I'm not touching randoms anymore. I'm only playing co-op. And then it just kind of turns into this mindless grind. But for some people, that's nice and what you need. But for the majority of the player base, you need something to keep them engaged. And we've we've already talked a bit about this. You know, the whole um, dirigible derby, uh, the... What are the mm-hmm. other game modes they've they've thrown at us from time to time? Um, Arms race was part of those, and like yeah. the special game modes. Yeah, I really feel like having 
a special game mode be on a rotation. Like, that one can be per week. So, let's say one week you have Brawls as the special game mode. One week you have Arms Race be the special game mode. And then so on and so forth. And then let, let random battles be uh, the, the normal uh, uh, kind of conquests with multiple areas. Uh, or the normal battle mode, standard battle. And then maybe even a uh, no cap kill all. <laughs> yeah. You know, Wait, isn't that every battle? <laughs> what? Hmm. <laughs> have we stumbled on something? No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously, just have that be the, the game modes in randoms, but then have a rotational thing where people can jump in. Mm -hmm. It has a fun game mechanic. It has a novelty to it. And then you play a few of those, you get a reward or whatever. And then you rotate. Just do it that way, because that way yep. you 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 have a you have a spiral of something that is is it, it keeps or circle, not a spiral. You have a circle of something that keeps people going back to ah, okay, it's it's this in rotation now. Come on, let's go play that. And then mm -hmm. when they get something that they don't like, they go back to randoms. But others might be jumping into the special ones, so. Yeah, it's like the age-old jokes about you know spreadsheet. Spreadsheet says you're having fun. I think what they're what we're seeing now with with some of this uh, rotational content and these game modes is that recognition and implementation of things that um, are designed to bring variety and uh, and and I, it feels like we've finally broken through this. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure it's still obviously the vast majority. Um, but we seem to have broken down this mentality of like very the stubborn kind of like, oh, it's randoms or nothing. What else do you want? Just play randoms. You don't you didn't enjoy randoms? Play a different tier. Well, yeah. yeah, but that's still randoms. It's like, yeah, we'll just play a different tier. No. <laughs> so, and I think we've kind of, we're, we're, it feels like, you know what it feels like? It feels like um, the the product and the, the decision makers are kind of, maturing in in a positive sense with with the product and their yeah. attitude towards uh uh the player base and and i think there's also a part of this where sometimes i feel a bit um not not so much in the past but in the last year or so i definitely see that um their their efforts and actions to 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 be more um constructive and more positive i think they're bringing um some better content not talking about the the saturation stuff but just you know the modes and that mm -hmm. and i think that i think that's really healthy maybe a lot of us that have played for seven years a lot of people that are you know multi-year veterans are still you know feeling that burn or whatever mm -hmm. and it'll you know they wouldn't be able to do anything they could give us all like a thousand doubloons a month for free and people would still be like whoa why isn't it two thousand yeah you know exactly. um but i think overall this is this is it's a, the game's getting into a much healthier place i'm really happy to see that obviously as a long-term player who, who i don't want to give it up um as such and uh yeah and long may it continue we'll see where it goes I, I think i think that they're tapping into something that's a lot more fun um with that with the level of variety and the way they're doing it and i think mm. that's a really good thing so yeah definitely and one thing that will continue uh, is mm. of course that 
they are a company. They're looking to get paid. And there's no denying that. Um, but one thing I would like to see is that we, with, for instance, with recent campaigns that they had where you could go through a little, uh, little quest line and get the uh, Master of the Sea uh, captain for the pan-European um, um, lines. And it was actually Marangana that pointed it out to me that there was no choice for her. Like, if she wanted the Mistress of the Sea captain, which mm -hmm. is also available, she would have to pay. So I'm thinking... Like, it's natural that they need to get paid, and, and by all means, uh, adding packets with both captains and uh, and everything, like ships, premium time, and so on, perfectly fine. I'm, I'm all okay with that. But when you have, for instance, captains that come out and you, you give the option of, of gaining them through, uh, through a, a, a quest chain, six-point mm -hmm. captain, like, we're not talking a 10-point captain, we're not talking a 21-point captain or anything, no, it's a six-point captain. If you have mm -hmm. something that has the option of being both male or female, give us the option. Like, they have that as a thing now where where uh, you, you you finish a, a quest and or a mission and then you get, like, a ping that you need to decide what reward you want. Mm -hmm. why not add that into that? Because some people might want the Mistress of the Sea Captain, mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily have the money to buy her. Mm -hmm. And so so paywalling certain, like, let's call it a fan service. Paywalling a fan service, uh, to that extent, is a bit much. Because I, I don't think they're going to break their bank by allowing people to choose genders on, on such things or to choose one of two different anime captains or, or whatnot. I don't think that's going to break their bank. Yeah, I think, that, again, it goes back to variety and, and having it be more constructive. I, I, I think that there's definitely some lessons to learn there, and that's about them hopefully continuing to, like, Look at things, look at the feedback they get, hopefully, obviously, the constructive feedback rather than just the whining and complaining. And, uh, and, and think, oh, you know, how can we have made that more fun? Mm. You know, this was the, the, how, how would, how do we rate this um, on our side? What does the feedback from the player base look like? And then was there anything we could have done to make that more, uh, you know, fun and engaging to use their own terminology? Yeah. Oh, uh, that actually reminds me of something. We had a discussion on my uh, on my Twitch channel the other day because some people brought it up. I think it was Blutnam, my moderator. He brought it up that um, for the dockyard, not everything is available to do in all missions. And I I understand why. However, I think I know a possible solution. Because not everybody wants to play 300 million co-op games. <laughs> and not everybody wants to do these missions in uh, in uh, in randoms either. Mm -hmm. um, but one way they can allow you to do 
these dockyard missions in operations would be to split it out. So, you know, like some of the missions have a, a they have a or function in them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Get three million damage or a Kraken in one game. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking they could do something like that where the the reward is the same. Let's say it's a dockyard token. Well, you, you, you get a face in, in the dockyard. Mm -hmm. But you have two options. You can either complete 300,000 damage in co-op or let's say one and a half million damage in 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 operations or whatever is kind of equivalent to the amount of time played mm -hmm. because that's what we need to look at here like how long will it take somebody to to complete this mission in co-op versus uh, uh, randoms versus operations some of these mm -hmm. would be super easy in operations and that's why they are not allowed and that's fair but I'm thinking why not split it out yeah or scale it or come up like you said come up with a this or this kind of alternative get four stars on you know on this operation kind of thing or finish this operation i don't know like i don't want to go into too much detail but yeah i i definitely think that's a good point like again you can keep using this variety without yeah. feeling like people are locked out of certain uh rewards or achievements and things yeah exactly like it's not not like it'll get any easier because you'll still have to uh, add in the amount of time or it, it, a, a time played in operations but you'll feel maybe more rewarded or included rather i guess mm -hmm. Which yeah I and you know you know what the other thing could be a side effect could be that if they do it with a mission and maybe it's a bit difficult to scale or whatever the operations Maybe that just draws more people. People are like, oh, you can get this done much quicker if you just play Operations twice. Mm. Yeah. And then they're playing Operations twice, and maybe they're like, huh, this is kind of more fun than I thought it would be, or whatever. And then they'll tell their friends, hey, you mm -hmm. know what? Operations exactly. are fun again. Yeah. Hey, why don't we all group up? Because we can complete that third leg of that, you know, of that mission chain in that operation. Let's do that. We can be seven right. people together doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a selling point for me, honestly. Yeah. And I know, if I know my, my my Twitch community right, then it's a selling point for a lot of them too. Mm -hmm. uh, but speaking of selling points. Mm -hmm. So New World. <laughs> wow. And they wasn't really, to be fair, there wouldn't have been any good segue. No, no. New World. Uh, but I, I was going to angle it more towards, uh, some people have tried to sell the new patch of new world to me. Uh, mm. and I'll be honest, I don't like, nobody's able to answer me what this new patch has fixed, but apparently it has fixed a lot of stuff. I hear so many people be super positive about new world. What is new? <laughs> what has changed? Somebody answer me. Maybe that's a good one to promote comments and <laughs> feedback for the podcast. New World, discuss. <laughs> why? Would you? And if you would, why? Because I, I, I know Grumpy's super, super excited about it. 
Mm-hmm. And and honestly, seeing everybody else be super excited about it makes me want to try it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of need to know what is it I'm supposed to be slightly excited about and be aware of. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's new and it's better. Yeah, that's what they said about Coca Cola when they removed the cocaine from it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make you addicted anymore. Well, I mean. Mm. Mm. You know, it's that sort of thing. So they shouldn't have tried sugar. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, New World. I guess we're gonna try it. Like mm, I'm gonna watch people try it. I'm I'm, I'm being very non-committal about New World at the moment. Yeah. Have you seen any any emails? Like because I'm technically part of the creator program. Yeah, I, we've had the creator program and like this and that, but it's it's one of those kind of like, yeah, I'll look at that when I get around to it. Let me just go and, I don't know, brush my teeth again for the fifth time today instead. <laughs> um, so like, no, I'm not trying to like rag on it or be too down on it. I just got very uh, upset at how it kind of went the first time around. So, um, I mean, it was kind of quite fun at the beginning, but once I got, once I realized how much of a sort of a repeating loop it was and there was a lot of reused content and I think we've done all that you know, what, what, yeah. what we didn't like about it. Um, and I just, the leveling and just feeling like I was locked out of half of the content most of the time. Yeah. Um, because I didn't dedicate 24 hours a day of my life to it. Um, I, I don't know. That's kind of what, if that's kind of what I remember from it and that's how I still think about it. So they need to do something pretty spectacular to, uh, to make me feel like it's going to, be, uh, very different to, to to this time but we'll see like you said the other thing is if it's a case of like hey we could play this with grumpy and some friends and community members and whatever and have a chill out why not that could be good fun yeah. uh but would i make the same level of commitment as last time and try to run the town and all that kind of stuff no, no. i wouldn't i it's a it has to be it would have to be really stonkingly good <laughs> for that level of commitment but we'll see never say never yeah, no, I'll, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to look at the email here, <clears throat> or look for the email, uh, to see what, what's the, what's the hubbub, uh, but mm-hmm. I can't, I can't seem to find it, I think I've just simply deleted it, let's see, new world, <laughs> um, uh, okay, uh, death's beckoning, Creators of Eternum. Uh, distribute and claim the Death's Beckoning Apparel Skin Twitch. Oh, that was Twitch. Oh, drops. that was about the Twitch drops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twitch drops. Yeah, no. So, no email from them. Like, it's just, ah, Twitch drop. Okay. How about the rest of the game? Like, what's new? <laughs> yeah. That's the weird thing is that a lot of people are hyped about the, you know, the huge drop and massive update. And, you know, like it's like you said, it's like, uh, okay, I need a little bit more detail. Yep. <laughs> oh, you want the detail? No, we don't do detail. Yeah. I guess that's just going to come out in time. I mean, uh, they weren't very good with some of their communication last time either. That was another no. downside is that it was very last minute and a bit wishy-washy and, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe they've learned a lot of lessons. Goodness knows they they should have the money for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's let's not 
talk too much about uh, Amazon-owned uh, things that should have money for things. We'll, yeah, we'll, true. We'll get to that. We'll get, we'll to, get that. back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of other things upcoming, mm -hmm. uh, you are excited about a couple of games. I am. Yes. Talk me through them because these are new titles for me. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, you know me. I don't. I, I, I tend to like not know what's going on most of the time that's just that's just from the point that i wake up in the morning till when i go back to sleep again mm -hmm. um but in terms of like trying to keep my finger on the pulse i'm definitely you don't come to me for the news that's that's never going to be a thing uh but i kind of stumbled upon um mana lords um uh i don't think i'd ever looked at it in the past that was just something that got came up in conversations recently um and uh i had a quick look into it. i was like okay that sounds it's a, probably because it was like you've got mountain whatever it's called blade 2 banner lords I, I don't know i was like i think that's just that anyway manor lords is kind of like a little bit city builder a little bit manager peeps a little bit uh total war-esque okay. kind of combat thing going on and it looks like it could be just an absolute amazing like a ton of fun um, just looking at the detail and the graphics that they've gone to. Um, so it's through Hooded Horse um, publishing and stuff, the the ones with the um, uh, clan folk and a bunch of other titles. Okay. Um, and it, it just, I just looked at it and, and watched some YouTube video trailer stuff and game footage from early beaters and things. And it was just one of those that immediately I was like, oh my goodness, this looks like it could be incredible. Um, ah, right, okay, Terra Invicta, same people, mm -hmm. right, and that's making rounds on Twitch these days, and Clan Folk, It is, it too. is. Okay, yeah. and they <laughs> they have a game called Old World? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> topical. Yeah. Uh, but okay, yeah, no, just looking at the Steam page and how yeah. it behaves, yeah, no, this looks, uh, this looks cool, this looks very grumbly. Yeah. I really recommend people to have a look at the YouTube. May or may or may not be someone's thing, but check out the YouTube. Uh, what was the? Let me see if I can find it quickly on my Discord. I I posted a video from uh, a YouTuber, and um, they've they've been hyped about it for a long time. Um, here it is, Raptor. Yeah, somebody called Raptor on YouTube, okay. and they did. Uh, I'll paste you the the video link. Yeah, but they did the uh, uh, an actual gameplay thing, and then talking about it and its development path and everything. And I was like, okay, that looks uh, that looks kind of exciting. So I don't know because it could be too much uh, like Total War stuff and things like that. And I kind of I, I get into those a little bit, and then five minutes later, I'm like, eh, okay, I'm kind of you know I've done that now. Yeah, doesn't, so it doesn't get me let's, hooked. Let's, uh, let's hope that they don't uh, overreach. Yeah. such uh, because yeah. it, it looks like it could be cool but if they make things too complicated when it comes to like both city building strategy yeah. and army leading uh, yeah. it, it could be too much of uh, it ends up being a bit of everything but not yeah. quite brilliant at any one of them yeah, yeah. exactly so uh, yeah so that one's definitely worth looking at I think and and they, they, they intimate something in that video like if you don't want to do much of the war stuff then you can focus more on the diplomacy and and other routes and, and things and I the thing that the thing that really got me is I think it's an incredibly like even like a one person development type thing or whatever. 
but they've spent like a couple of years and like really gone nuts on like the level of detail of the graphics and the you know the building system and the way you can put your towns together just look really stunning hmm. so have a look at that um and the other one is from the folks behind um medieval dynasty um and i think they've gone through a rebranding or something called super kami now or whatever and they're doing sengoku dynasty um which is um kind of like another iteration in, in that style but this time set in a um kind of medieval equivalents or whatever of, of Japan. Oh. People have going, it's not medieval, it's blah, 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 century. I, I don't know what the word it, It's one word, right. Okay, I see where I... Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just quickly adjust mm-hmm. that in the thing. Nobody mm-hmm. saw that. Nobody saw that. It's, yeah, it's no, like, no, no, you ain't no, seen nothing, kids. No, no, I didn't totally point that out. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Sengoku. And uh, it looks like... So if you've seen any of the medieval dynasty or had a little play of that or whatever, um, or seen any of the things we did with King Jeff, it's that that's super fun and super addictive and really chill. And they've been promising, or they're promising for next year, co-op in that. And this one's got co-op already included in, in the trailer. Like, they're not showing it off, but they're like... Oh, uh, so the differences are basically where medieval dynasty was about kind of building up your leg, you know, trying to become you know, the Lord of the, of the Valley and all that kind of thing. And, um, uh, building up like predominantly a village and having mm. a workforce and all the rest of it. This one is about different regions have different access to different resources and capabilities and processing. So you'll have multiple villages, although you can choose to just do one massive thing as well, but, uh, you've got different options for how you want to play through it. And the, the core idea is that you have multiple villages and one of them's like maybe your, mining and smelting and and that kind of processing and the other ones may be doing your manufacturing and, and blacksmithing type stuff and then another one might be doing your farming because it's in a better region for that kind of uh, you know land and and development um and you have to kind of manage these different settlements and get them all kind of trading up and delivering to each other and it just looks like a really um much deeper and uh i mean medieval dynasty had that magic uh essence of like enough depth to make it interesting and some mm. variety without it being so deep that you had to be either like full on into it or just leave it alone kind of stuff right. um and this looks like it's something similar to that where they've gone for a little bit more depth because you build like you don't just go oh i place a, a blacksmith and that's it that's all that taken care of you now have um additional features um come with the exact words for them but like the equivalent of like bellows or like uh water troughs or, or these you know the cooling and processing mm. and you can get these different upgrades basically and build them and you but you can actually place them like in different places around the so make really kind of a unique village and a unique rather than being all 100 percent prefab stuff like it was in medieval so um looks really uh really enticing and i hope that comes out and they specifically said that while it can get a bit complex with managing multiple settlements and and having to you know do the flow of of all the different um resources and processing um they said well that could be made easier by playing co-op with people so imagine co-oping and like you're running i don't know uh the farming area and i'm running like you know we're mining like dwarves up in the hills or whatever and we bring down stuff in exchange for food and all that kind of thing i could imagine that being really fun so other titles from the same people uh, mm. are Harvest Days, My Dream Farm, <laughs> uh, Star Sand, which is a mystical survival game set amongst the dunes of an arcane desert, which mm. features a big worm in a sandy place, <laughs> uh, Animal Doctor, mm-hmm. 
Lumberjack Dynasty. <laughs> Farmer Dynasty. Okay. Uh, the Unicorn Princess. Right. Uh, Hotel Giant. My, okay. My Little Riding Champion. City Patrol. Police. Industry oh, yeah. Giant. Traffic Giant. Airport Simulator 29. Oh, okay. So in, they have Airport Simulator 2019. I think I played that. Uh, Ghost Platoon, Industry Giant 2, Transport Giant, and Hotel Giant. Okay, so the, I see the, the general theme here mm. of uh, of what they, they have. And of course, uh, Medieval Dynasty and Trucker's Dynasty mm -hmm. is coming up. Yeah, they're, doing, they're also doing the Wild West Dynasty, yeah, I think it is called. Yeah. It would be interesting because I'd love the idea of like a Red Dead style thing where you could actually like develop the world and build stuff and everything i think that'd be super fun like there's something to be said like i don't want to call this shovelware because <laughs> mm, you know it, it mm, but there is a certain there's a certain quality to some of these games that is just so lovely in their own way you know mm-hmm because they... I think that's it. We're going through torplets and everything as well. The yeah. publishers, I think they've just got a that's kind of what they're going for. They want to make the worlds feel like, um, you know, lived in if that's relevant or, mm. or just, just like cozy and welcoming and, and they, they draw you in. So immersive, I guess, ultimately. Yeah. And I think they're trying to, even in some of the more arcadey or the light, lighter titles, I think they're still trying to. To, I think there's that's like an underlying philosophy or whatever that they're working to is to say let's make these kind of you know let's draw people in sit down by the by the by the fire here's yeah. a book here's a blanket <laughs> a cup of cocoa and enjoy your your game while you're here with us kind of they just strike me as that kind of uh, arrangement certainly seems like it no I like that I like that mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh... Uh, manor lording and uh, <laughs> dynasting your way across the world. Many hours of content right there. I think so. Ooh. Uh, the, the key question is going to be: Do they? Does it? Do any of them feature fishing? <laughs> I have a feeling, like looking, like why? Wait, why do they not have fishing dynasty? <laughs> build up your own fishing empire in northern Norway or something I'd be so on that I'd be so on that like it would mm -hmm. be my new main game on Twitch <laughs> <laughs> fishing dynasty yeah fjord fishing dynasty lord of the fjord <laughs> I like it but yeah uh, other upcoming things that I just kind of remembered now mm -hmm. um, the update 6 for uh, for satisfactory just dropped mm -hmm. and seeing the improvements they've made i'm very much looking forward to uh when this game comes in full release nobody knows the when yet but seeing the um, the the dev studio uh, go live on twitch and such from time to time and and now seeing what they've done for the big update oh boy oh boy mm -hmm. mm, very much looking forward to that and also future patches of the angler. Let's not forget that. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, should we should we move away from being corporate chills to being more corporate chills? 
Yes. What else can we talk positively about? <laughs> and disappoint. <laughs> uh, Probably like, not anybody in our community whatsoever, but no. maybe some random listeners who tuned in. Yeah. Expecting some rants. So there is no way we can move along to this topic without uh, ending up in some sort of weird uh, rants. Twitch are doing stuff. They're 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 doing stuff again. And try as you might, it's going to hit the creators first and foremost. And when it hits creators, it's going to hit uh, the viewers after that. We're going to start with uh, with one of their new things. Well, it's not really new, is it? But it is. Um, it is. It's definitely a, a further iteration of something they've done before. Yes. Super cheers. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a normal cheer, like, what's going on? I think they've just been trying for a few years on and off because I think Channel Points they were originally going to try and monetize that as well. Mm-hmm. So they want to like squeeze any of the middle people, the brokers or whatever, out of any of the bit business, right? So, because I don't think they're getting the full whack of uh, of the the current bits thing, probably, if not. I've understood it correctly. So, there's there's a couple of different ways to look at it. It seems like on one, uh, looking at some of the analysis that Zach Busey did, some of the percentages are not quite as good so you don't get as much bang for your buck as it were as the, as the person buying them um and cheering but um also we were talking with uh who's who's gaming on uh on it a little bit and he was looking at it um and talking through and he's he's got a better uh business brain for those things than than i'll ever have having actually gone to school for things um and and he was saying that actually it could be could work out better because um, at least for the viewers and the people buying and using their cheers, um, they're getting more bang for their buck from them, from the numbers. Um, so again, this is not like in-depth analysis or whatever. This is just like a couple of people's uh, reasonably informed opinions or whatever, and we'll have mm. to look at it in uh, over time. Um, but in theory, it could be uh, it could be something that makes it more affordable and effective for for the viewership, which I think is a good thing because it could encourage more people. The only bit that 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 you know we might be a bit wary of is if the percentages drop a bit in terms of for the streamers, then um, that combined with some of the other changes that may well come along, which we'll get onto, um, could be could be a little bit awkward. Um, it, it reminds me somewhat about the the adjustment they did on the on the outside of the US on um, on the sub fees and everything we're like oh yeah we'll mm. just drop it for your region and everything and that will allow more people you know to sub yes that's the wonderful all beautiful theoretical conceptual mathematics in a classroom on capitalism but the reality is if people you know couldn't afford five dollars then they're not necessarily going to go well i can afford four dollars or whatever equivalent you know so I think there's some degree of false economy there or whatever. I uh, I don't know. That's certainly how it feels like in terms of the result. 
um, not to be complaining about it, but just you know observation, just just looking at how the results look. Um, so I don't know if there's an element of that, and um, obviously everything they do. It's always dressed up in the like, you know, we we're the for the creators of the foundation of the service, and yeah, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're a business, you're trying to make money, and there's a lot of sentiment around the the higher ups, the the people in charge making the decisions, being uh, a little bit too for too focused on on pure profit um, rather than you know having a robust and healthy. Uh, platform and, and creator base but you know we'll see i guess that's what they get paid for in those positions i would like to add as well i know we're going to talk about more topics but i think it's really important that there's a whole ton of people obviously running the twitch service mm. and the vast majority of them are not the ones making these decisions and no. running these kind of numbers so i think it's a little bit rough sometimes where you get these very throwaway flippant kind of attention grabbing like blah 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 you know, say something rude and toxic about the service or whatever. It's you know, if what what you know that uh, what else would you do? So that's not to say it's a good thing that there's a monopoly or whatever, but that's because other platforms haven't worked out. You know, or other services haven't worked out or don't have the same offering. So I think we should be careful not to get into Twitch bashing. Is the main yeah no, I, and I'm just trying to look at this uh, to see because bits people buy. And then they cheer with them, and and you buy them for a certain amount. So, a uh, hundred bits, you buy it for roughly two dollars, if even. Uh, let's, let me have a look. It's been, it's been so long since I bought bits, man. <laughs> uh, it's, it's buy bits. Okay, so yeah, a uh, hundred bits is nineteen Norwegian. That's about two uh, two dollars. Uh, or two euros roughly. Uh, Five hundred bits is ninety-eight Norwegian, so that's about ten dollars. So you get about half of what you spent, unless you go really far up, um, and and then you can drop that on your your streamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say that. Uh, that I see anything about a, like how does this experiment work? I'm I'm looking at it, and instead of saying like the amount of bits, there's a there's a chosen amount of one five ten fifty or a hundred dollars. Yep. It's not showing me how much of that will go to the streamer. Um, it's not saying anything about revenue split there. Um, do cheers direct towards the uh, contributors for hype trains? Yeah. Uh, and, and they're still promoting Streamlabs. Stop that, Twitch. Stop it. Do better. Uh, what's happening to my bit rewards? Your community rewards are not changing. Okay, so uh, it's just another set of things to. Um. How can I tell if I'm this experience? What what changes with my revenue? Cheers as a result of this experiment appears as experiment income on your channel analytics. Okay. Uh, viewer FAQ. FAQ uh, 
Okay. So you seem to have a Twitch wallet for cheering now instead. Uh, I'm not finding anything on revenue split here. And you can't do it anonymously, which is something you can do with bits. So I'm, I'm not sure what to think here, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that it's, they're more open about what you actually pay though. Because mm -hmm. yep. the whole idea that a hundred bits equals roughly $1 for the, um, for the streamer hasn't always been uh, clear to viewers, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. and the, or to streamers for that matter. Like the, the, there, there's been there's been calculations of yeah, roughly a dollar, but nothing nothing straight up, and and having more predictability as a streamer, very nice to know what you actually get. I will say that, mm -hmm. but when it comes to a system like this, they, they might as well just enable donations and then discuss, discuss a revenue split, uh, with affiliates and partners in that case, like, are people okay with taking a, a percentage revenue split? I don't know. PayPal does it. They take what two percent or something every time you use PayPal. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It seems sus, if you ask me. <laughs> Another thing that seems even more sus is boost trains. Mm. So when hype trains first were introduced, they were called scam trains. Uh huh. And, uh, if anything is going to be labeled a scam, the boost trains are definitely up there. And I'm also kind of questioning what the hell is going on. To explain quickly, hype trains used to be triggered by people giving bits or donations. No, not donations, uh, the, the subscribing or gifting subs to others. And then that would go through a process. Um, they also used to have what was called uh, a boost, a viewer boost. And if enough people contributed channel points while that was going on, that channel would be boosted outwards. And, and promoted to more people. They've kind of combined that now into what is called a boost train. Where if you have a successful boost train, and the more, uh, the more levels you hit, the more you will be recommended. And I, and I know they had that for a while where people that were currently in the middle of a hype train was being pushed up as a separate category 
on on the front page where where you could go to currently having a hype train or that it was even a tag that you could search for and 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 it just it seems a bit weird like why why would you reward the streamer by getting more people into the channel after the community has already kind of paid for it What, what am I missing? Yeah, I mean, I I think when the boost things first came around, I didn't like the, that original iteration because it felt a little bit like you were asking people to spend money for the visibility. I, I'm not sold on it yet, but I feel more inclined to at least give this one more of a chance. Because I saw it in action on Sunday, I think it was, we had yesterday. Um, so it just got triggered, like, automagically, and it was during the course of the train. Uh, I don't think anything special had to happen beyond what people would have done anyway, generously supporting. And and it gave me the... You know, all's ha it's all happening, you know, with a lot of stuff going on all at the same time as well. And I'm trying to role play as well, so stop running trains while I'm role playing, folks. Um, uh, but it, w I got the impression that it was like, okay, we're going to try and boost and in, uh, in terms of your visibility on the platform, which I guess includes tags. I again, I don't know. I'm guessing. I would hope so. Includes any tags that you're using, the categories you're in, the game category you're in, that kind of stuff. Um, and your maturity rating and all these things. And so there you get there's a higher chance that people will just stumble upon your stream whilst that's going on without it being directly linked to um, that feeling of like, oh, come on, boost me kind of thing. So I didn't like the boost as like a separate um, feature. Um, but if this is something that just kind of happens because people decide to jump on the hype train. I mean, hype trains have always made me feel a bit uncomfortable anyway, because it feels a little bit like you're, you're. If this felt like you're asking uh, for it rather than than it, it, you know, I think it's flipped around now because the viewership has got more used to um, them and more comfortable with the idea, and now it's become more of a thing that like we're squirming and uncomfortable, but they enjoy that element of it, mm. so it kind of works. So I think we've all become more comfortable after it was running for a year, um, and I. I think if i've if i'm understanding the boost thing at least in terms of the arguably naive but like the simplistic side of of what it's doing if it's helping to bring some visibility during some moment of crazy train uh, shenanigans then i don't think that's i don't think we can see that as a bad thing i think it's just a question of whether is it is it I, I feel like on a, looking at it positively like that, I don't. I think because it's getting triggered automatically as part of the train going on, that it, that's not a bad thing. That's just bringing more visibility to your channel during that event happening. But, and then but, hope, hopefully but the, people... But the mm -hmm. boosting doesn't happen until the train is done. Well, see, I, I maybe I saw it wrong, but I felt like yesterday, I'd have to go back and look at the VOD actually. I felt like it, uh, maybe I need to read the text as well. That would help if I could actually find the articles. Twitch, help us find stuff. Because I was looking at my dashboard the, uh, the mm -hmm. other day when 
uh, a hype train was triggered and, and done. And after everything was done, on the sum up, mm. it then said, your channel is now being recommended to X amount of people. Right, so maybe I maybe I just misinterpreted it then. And then um, there was a countdown of, of, of how long it was going for and and it mm -hmm. also showed this to to viewers. Like viewers got also the same sum up and saying how many people are now being recommended this channel. And I think it was for a mm -hmm. minute or something. But it it was kind of weird. Like <laughs> See, that's the thing, is it, it right it could be it could be so much clearer and easier to understand. Mm. Right, for us. It, that we've got a lot going on. We're barely sometimes able to click the stream button and do things, and 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 we're trying to entertain people and have fun ourselves at the same time. And then you've got all these other things going on, either concurrently or in rapid sequence, and that can all be a little bit overwhelming. Uh, I find. Yep. So, yeah, I guess what we just need is a little bit more time to to process it. It would be I, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I don't get the mails. Or I don't get the memos. Or I've opted out of something or whatever. But you know, give us a little bit more time to understand this thing, um, so that we can work out and and be more informed and get more comfortable with it before they just happen. There's a lot of that where they do this experimental stuff, and I'm not really a fan of like. Oh yeah, it's exciting. Something's going on. Maybe you got in on this uh, new thing, or maybe you didn't. We've randomly selected blah blah. Mm. And I get that they have to do that because of the scope of the service and the size and number of people and all the rest. Of it. I, I don't mind that, but they could just, you know, why don't they make that more, uh, you know, clearer communication in advance? So you say, look, okay, in October we're doing this thing. So they start communicating at like end of august beginning of september and then like each week you get a little hey we're two weeks out from this thing hey we're one week out from this thing hey this thing's happening tomorrow mm -hmm. you know and then i would feel like i've been fed enough information and and have a, a at least a fundamental uh understanding of it before it's just a thing um because for me it felt a little bit like oh yeah i saw something somewhere about this happening probably a yep. twitch advert yep. or something on someone's channel that i probably muted sorry twitch but you know um that's why i also twitch you owe me a new m key uh but <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just it, it just feels a little bit like we get steamrolled with these things changing and going on around us and um and I don't think that's the best way to do it. I think you know you want your streamers to be comfortable and confident, and 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 you might not be super knowledgeable, but at least say, okay, I know the TLDR of of this thing. Yeah, is exactly. this without having to go and like do a whole bunch of reasons. Like, there's the counter arguments like, uh, don't be so lazy or take some more time to often read it. It's like, yeah, that's that's probably a reasonable argument as well, but. Um, that's just a little bit how it feels for me. And I'm sure that for the thousands and thousands of others, it feels like that as well. Indeed. Indeed. No, it's like, I, I get they have a lot of uh, people to send out this stuff to and make sure that everybody gets in on it. But it's like, you know, if only there were automated systems to be able to send out emails regularly or something <laughs> like that like could you could you imagine if there was something like that crazy someone should invent email 
someone should in that email. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> speaking of things that uh, like you mentioned finding out about it from other places or so on. Mm -hmm. It's like um, we've talked a bit about ads on on Twitch, quite 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 a lot actually. Um, and, uh, and, and you know what, uh, one of the things we've, we've said is the type of ads out there, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've often mentioned that we would love to have like a lower third or just a banner ad or something like that. You know what Twitch has been experimenting with for a year now? Mm-hmm. Banner ads. Oh, yeah. And pop-up ads. Instead of full-screen, uh, fuck your viewing experience ads. <laughs> uh, you know how I learned this? I learned this by going into a partner Discord. By the way, we should get you into that. Uh, <laughs> where only Twitch partners... Are, are allowed because you need to verify your channel and everything. And, and, and I, I presented some of the ideas that we've talked about on this podcast to them. And, and one guy was like, Oh yeah, I have that. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? This is a thing. Why are we not rolling this out to everybody or at least giving people the option? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's it. Like what that, what, how the, okay. That's great. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so apparently banner ads are already a thing. Uh, yeah. 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 Would be a shame to allow people to have access to them. I think it's, what was the one, uh, I was looking at recently after just find it here on my dashboard. I saw a setting and it was for, I can't remember if that's the name of it or. There's another type of ad that I've forgotten the actual uh, term for. There's an on-screen uh, on ad or something. Yeah, it's 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 the, it's the so you get the little thing that pops up at the bottom, like it, I think it might be banner. I can't I can't remember the word they used for it. Maybe it was banner. Yeah. But uh, I saw that you could turn that on and off, and I thought, oh, well, yeah. why not? If that's on and it's there, why can't we just? To have more of those because you literally got the option to just not have that kind of ad it's like why would i want the less intrusive annoying ad type so yeah i don't have that option uh hang on i'm just seeing if i can find it yeah uh stream display ads was yeah. that the one yeah, enable the stream one. display that's ads yeah yeah i don't have that you don't have that nope oh I'm sorry i thought everyone i thought all of us had that nope that's so, the thing yeah. they're testing yeah, so I can turn that off if I want to. I'm like, why would I turn that off? <laughs> like, literally, I have the 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 ad thing where you adjust the timer. Then yeah. it is if I want pre-rolls on or off. Yeah. And then it's uh, the the announcement of uh, yeah, pre-roll pre notification. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. That's oh, I see. Not the okay. Well, yep. there you go. Well, I can I can send you the article. I, sorry, I just thought that was like an implemented thing now because yeah. I saw it and I was like, "Wait, what kind of an ad is that? Is that the better looking one?" And then I read the article and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." 
So this is the type of ad I want. Yeah. This is what I want to show to people. This is like, you know, a little pop in and ta-da here. Have you considered using Asus because it's cool? And maybe a little text yeah. blurb in chat. Yeah. With a with a link and let's say even linked to your channel so that a click through and if you have click yeah, through rating, would be awesome, wouldn't it? You Imagine know, that, supporting the creators like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If only there was a major other company out there that has done this through years <laughs> of looking at click-through rate and and is using that as their only way of paying their uh, mm -hmm. their people. Yeah, um, give us the click-through bait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that, well, that turned into no, a tangent. Okay. Though. I, but I really want to see that. I want to let creators have more options. More options of, of yes. creating their own sphere. Some people mm -hmm. might want the full screen ad for three minutes and say, okay, we're going to have a three minute break. Mm -hmm. But they need to have the option of sending it when they need to or when they when they have the option. You know, for all of us others that are playing games where it's just kind of ongoing and you don't really have a break option, give me the banner ads. Give me the pop-up. Yep. But you know, give me the option at least. Yep. That's all I'm asking for. Agreed. I I I don't need the sixty forty split or whatever it is on the <laughs> on the ads. I don't remember what it is even. I don't care. Like just a tiny bit of it. Sure. Yeah. I'll run ads. Just don't show them to people as they enter or whatever. Yeah, well, I think we'd all love the whole, can we just run the ads when we run them? And, yep. and then it just is the same breakdown financially, and it's just up to us whether we do it often enough or, or not. And then we could take, because it's really hard for me doing this role play streams, yeah. uh, because you just can't control when the role play is going to happen. You know, it's the nature of it. Yeah. So it's it really, really sucks to be in, like... I've missed so many coffee breaks. Like, it's always a running joke now with the mods. They're like, you should have had your coffee break 40 minutes ago. I'm like, I know, but there's role play. Mm -hmm. But that, it, you know, that we make a joke out of it. But on the flip side, that's also with, you know, now, well, now we've got the ads running every hour anyway, but I try to go on the every second hour. So at least people aren't going to miss any anything fun fun happening, you know? And, and now I can't even control that. So now, uh, you know... I'll go for a break later than intended because yeah. I went with the role play. And then it means I go away for five minutes, come back, and then 10 minutes later, a few minutes of ads rolls. And, it, and I feel like I'm, you know, annoying everyone or whatever. I've already taken the decision to drop from three minutes to two minutes because I didn't feel like the numbers were adding up the way they were promoting them anyway. Yeah. So, and I just felt like three minutes was excessive. So <laughs> I, I would love to be able to run a longer block if mm -hmm. I had the option of knowing exactly when it's going to be happening. Yes. Because then I yeah. could I could prep the audience. I could say, right, we're going to run a block of ads. For those of you staying, enjoy them. Uh, but we will be back in five minutes. Yeah. But here's a word from our sponsors or whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just, just run the, the run the kind of mainstream media ad where you have control over the content, you have control over everything, not end up with, uh, and here's Zlatan Ibrahimovic coming up towards the goal and 
you know, and then you come back and there's there's a full on fight in the middle of the pitch and you're like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is Abraham Lincoln murdering Chuck Norris on the field? What's going on? <laughs> you know, like it's that sort of thing. Because you miss yep. out on moments. Like, give me the option of run it when I want to. Yeah. It's not that hard. And then, like, because one of the arguments that they're using is that, oh, well, people will just run 17 ads at the end of the stream. No. You still have the option of saying, okay, you now need to wait X amount of minutes before you can run another ad. Mm hmm. As yeah, they already the arguments do. Like, yeah, and none of those arguments hold water because you can just counter-argue the other way and say, well, program it differently. Mm -hmm. So you've got to, we've got to, you know, we've got, it's already set like that. The incentive thing is, is entirely set up like that already. Yeah. You've got to run X minutes of ads and so, so much time in order to qualify. When yeah. you just take that logic, but you say, you know, if you're doing a five-hour stream, and you do it every, you know, at two and a half at the beginning, at the midway point, and at the end. Cool. Then you get this. This is what the equation works out. It's it's really not that complicated. So uh, they just want to make sure that they're getting obviously as much ad revenue coming in as as much as possible across as many channels. So and and there's an element of it of like we're not necessarily always the most organized and no. and and good remember you know well remembering bunch. So the argument of like, well, people remembering to run their ads, I see that. But then why not make that easier? Why not give help articles and advice and, you know, on how to, you know, not forget to run your ads and all those kinds of things or make it make it possible for like your standard moderators, for example, to mm -hmm. be able to run the ads without it having to be like some massively elevated privileges like. Uh, you can either be god tier privilege or or or, or moderator, and moderators can't do um, some of those things that you'd want them to do, like change titles of streams and whatever. And, and surely that is also part of the incentive. Mm -hmm. Incentivize yep. the streamer yep. to want to run ads. Yeah, <laughs> because right now I'm kind of like, eh, you know, it's. A nice boost it's a nice uh, but i'm but i'm i'm teeter-totting yeah because oh. there was a month where i said no we're not running ads this is not good enough so mm -hmm. we're gonna say screw that and then they jumped up again to the same amount so i'm considering saying no again uh but through streamer bot i have the option of allowing people to run ads mm-hmm you can you can actually have like a command tied to, um, to to a command that pulls an ad because we can we can do that, but it's still it's it's a third party operation. Like why, why? Like you say, allow mods to do it from their mod view. Yeah. Shouldn't be that hard. You can trust people to help you run your community ban deal with uh, all that unruly stuff or any, you know, and also be positive part of the community as well, but you can't trust them to like run the ads when you're going to go and grab a cup of coffee or something. It's like, mm. yeah, like, hell, I, if it helps, I'll say, you know what? Mods are going to get my ad revenue for the rest of the year. Mm. There you go. You can have it. It's not mine anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, but I, I'm not sure we're going to touch this part, but they're doing stuff to the, to the revenue splits. And the day yeah, they well, announced that. Yeah, might be that, one to let it settle in a bit and see yeah. how that works out. But, uh, 
But you, you, I don't know. I've just started reading the article, and there's obviously a lot of bits and bobs to it. It's nothing is. ever as straightforward as as it, some people sometimes want it to be. But it, <laughs> that that'll be another interesting one to see how that goes. Yeah, and they announced that on the same day that YouTube kind of announced their changes to uh, to the streaming, um, mm. making it easier and so on and so forth. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, somebody dropped the ball and somebody else picked it up and kicked it the fuck out of the atmosphere. You know, that's, that's, mm hmm. Just gonna leave that. And uh, speaking of kicking people, uh, sorry, kicking mm -hmm. balls. Sorry. Uh, right. uh, Not sure where we're going with this segue. <laughs> um, I saw some dillweed on uh, TikTok the other day. Uh huh. That uh, he claimed that he could like he had gone from two average viewers to over 70 average viewers or whatever it was uh by doing these simple things by watching all the big streamers and i'm gonna copy them follow me for more tips <laughs> and it was actually dino um who uh, who sent me a video i was like hold on and dino pointed out a few things he, he kind of showed his screen Okay, so you've gone from X amount of viewers to X amount of viewers and only gaining two chatters? Like, it, we're talking, it was a substantial jump. Mm -hmm. and, and me and Dino were like, nah, Chief, that, that, that doesn't add up. Not even with, like, super lurker channels out there do you see that kind of jump in viewership without seeing more chatters. Mm-hmm. And we pointed it out to him, and uh, and like this is view botting, man. Like the only thing that is happening here is view botting. And and then he turned around very quickly and said, "Oh, it was a joke. Uh, I got uh, I got bot rated, view botted the other day, mm -hmm. and I was just making a joke. Then play it off as a joke, you dingus. <laughs> don't don't try to engagement farm your viewers or others." into coming, checking out your channel just because you got viewbotted or viewbotted yourself. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy. So we'll see. I'm not naming names or anything. That's not my way of doing things. But if I can, if I can just offer one tip to any future creator out there, be yourself. Don't, and don't engagement form. Don't get caught up in the drama. There's some drama that is important to engage yourself in. Sure. Like speaking out against follow for follow and support for support for, 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 for that. I can't speak suddenly. It's easy for you to say. No, it wasn't. That's hence the problem. Um, and, and speaking out against illegal and illicit behavior on Twitch, do that by all means. But don't don't let yourself get caught up in why streamer X broke up with streamer Y on live and so on. That's. It just doesn't create anything good. Be better. Be a better creator. Coming soon to the Tiger's Den channel. So. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that was that was my little thing on the engagement for me. Do you have anything you want to add? Mm, no. No. Good. Because it is mm. time for... Know your role. 
<laughs> I don't know if that was even a, a chord or whatever, yeah. but I, I don't know. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> thanks. Brought to you not by Jingles. <laughs> thanks, Jingles, for letting us down again, forcing us to write our own Jingles. <laughs> we we spotted an enemy submarine. What? <laughs> what? I'm playing was that Jingles Connery. I'm playing World of Warplanes. Why is why is there a submarine? <laughs> Mm. Ah, big sable water there. Anyway, know your role. Yeah. Yes. And it's mostly going to be you talking here. Uh, at least oh. for the first part. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would like to note that uh, Grumbles did tell me that he's not feeling very well today. So we're uh, we're not going to force anything here. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you've done a lot of role playing lately. And one of those things is Atlas, which of course has again taken up the spot as uh, daytime TV for a lot of people. <laughs> but you've come to the yes. end of a season. Talk talk us through why and, and how uh, and just everything going on there. Yeah, so um, it was quite the ride, uh, including lots of things, ups and downs. And uh, uh, yeah, we just hit the big end of season moment unfortunately uh i think the season was kind of getting towards there anyway it wasn't quite done probably had like a good uh three or three or four weeks left in it um but uh uh, uh grape shit i mean shot uh announced mm -hmm. another patch for their wonderfully optimized game <laughs> and uh shots fired <laughs> yeah um <laughs> talk about do better anyway <laughs> uh before I got too far down that rabbit hole, yeah. So we had the a uh, bit of a rush, rush. Um, we were basically set all our plans and everything in motion, thinking we had two weeks to finalize our preparations for the uh, for the trade fair event, which draws mm -hmm. a lot of people in. Uh, and then suddenly, uh, the end of season was announced for midweek of of that what it would have been that second lead up week. So yeah. we quickly hustled and bustled with uh, the help of uh, Mrs. Lazy General playing Secretary Crampton, running all the trade fair stuff for the navy she was great she was fantastic what a wonderful uh person in 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 and out of character just wonderful role play super fun just one playing role playing in a way that makes the character come alive and feel very believable mm. um which is really fun to to have as a as a as a counterpart on the stage so to speak and then um and then out of character just really nice uh, uh organization and uh kind of like the impression somebody pretty much as chaotic and uh, forgetful as I am, but doing an, a job that you need, like a job in, in terms of like coordinating all this stuff that you need. So there's so much going on, so many people. I don't know how uh, she manages to do that, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we we, uh, we we put our port together, we put the trade fair together, um, it was the last weekend, so there were something like sixty-nine weddings going on because of some, some somehow nice. wedding fever broke out. This does happen quite a bit at the end of role play seasons, but <laughs> you get like there's two or three people getting married, and you're like, oh wow, there's there's two or three weddings to go to. And this time around, they're not joking. There were like seventeen to nineteen or something like wow. that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. So. Um, yeah, so the basic, and then there was like the little wars that break out because people want to get their last little PvP itch mm. scratched and all the rest of it. So, so there was a lot going on, but we uh, we still managed to host uh, fairly fairly good numbers uh, with us and uh, 
have a more or less full server on the peak time. So that was pleasing. And yeah, people just they all of our all of our crew, the builders, the storytellers, the the crafters, the the gatherers, they all just, you know, um rolled their sleeves up and were like, we've got less time, who cares? We're just gonna make this the best uh, thing we can and um they pulled out all the stops and the it, the place looked fantastic as many people as they could made it there um and it was just a super super fun experience and and i i was reaching the point actually where the ki- the the conan um sorcerer age of sorcery dropped and mm-hmm. lots of people were, did the whole rp butterfly thing of like as i'm calling it now like where they just they land here for a day or two and then they flit off over there for a day or two mm-hmm. uh and uh and it's really i'd never i was like well i'm not gonna do that and i was feeling that draw as well so i've become one of those uh, butterflies it seems <laughs> uh without meaning to and um, but actually, I was feeling a bit tired of Atlas because Atlas, the game, really, you know, as good as the mod makes it and the community is really the the the, the backbone of it. It's a fantastic uh, group. Um, the game itself can be really jarring sometimes, just really annoying and mm. uh, in your face. But yeah, again, huge hats off to all of our build team. Um, uh, um, Gamel, Farber playing Niels Ericsson, Lanavar playing Gaffer Graham. Uh, Mike Top Gaming playing uh, uh, Bastion Rook and uh, Cletus Buford playing Cletus. That's right. I nearly forgot his character's name for a minute. Yeah, he's, um, he always has such a, <laughs> such a good name on his characters. Yeah. I have to try and convince him one day to play a character that's not called Cletus, but I reckon if he ever agreed to it, he'd play a character called Buford. Dang it, Cletus. Um, <laughs> my name's Buford. I don't know this Cletus person you're talking about. <laughs> Uh-oh. um bless him uh and uh yeah we just ended up with just the most amazing um um like lived in kind of feeling to which is all you can ever hope for it was it was incredible and then and then you know we obviously had all the all the players uh incredible uh i want to specifically shout out Shion kaizi playing granddaughter mouse and uh little mouse and uh and gieselbart playing uh uh, Gilly Gallimore, uh, mm. um, and it feels almost unfair to to you know not call everyone out. I love the, the, everything that people are putting down, um, but um, in particular the way they brought their characters to life and have all the challenges of of real life going on around them in the background, um, work, health, you know, you name it, and to still put on such a show and to bring their characters to life and get and and what you can tell is the way all the other people outside of our, you know, things that we can't have any control or influence on whatsoever, how many people really fully embrace them and and become embedded in their stories and, and the development of those storylines and those characters. Um, that's, that's, that's when you can tell, um, you know, that, that they really care about um, those characters and then by extension, the, the players behind them. And yeah. it was just a pleasure and a real joy to, to watch um, to watch the players develop and, and and the characters and see them really come to life, superb. So yeah, I, I uh... can, can I then, mention a couple we, of favorites? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So um, you, you mentioned Gilly, uh, mm-hmm. aka Gieselbart. Of course, one of my favorite moments there was watching him and Animal, aka mm-hmm. who's gaming now. <laughs> they were out looking for, I think they were looking for treasures. 
and the conversation that went on i i i swear to god i was laughing so there was tears mm -hmm. because gilly was explaining the mating rituals of of, of, of humans and and certain animals too and how they differ and and just animal sitting there not understanding anything and mm -hmm. just just watching that interaction my god it was fantastic mm -hmm. and i can only imagine the restraint on both of them to not just burst out laughing or or say something wrong or such in in that while also being spurred on by twitch chat mm -hmm. and it was it was beautiful and there's mm -hmm. also another character that i've absolutely loved watching uh, because she has had kind of a trial by fire grow up and 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 character building uh through uh, through this and it's pip Mm -hmm. Pip with her with her green thumb mm -hmm. uh, was wonderful to watch with the farming with the uh, creating all the coffee for the governor and mm -hmm. you know and just yep. watching her grow as both a streamer and a role player at the same time was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yep, agreed. The governor's stash of coffee that ended up on sixty nine. <laughs> uh, Purely coincidentally. Oh, yeah. The funny, uh, I, I, can't, I was talking about it the other day, but the funniest thing when I made that uh, little video, um, so we were just, you know, Lana and I were just spitballing a few different ideas, and I'd intended at the beginning of this season to do, or the second half of the season, mm -hmm. to do a little trailer. And like, you know, this is Skinny Pete, and this is this is, this is is where we're at and what we're going to be doing. And um, and I just time and whatever, I just didn't get around to it. And I was kind of, it was always annoying me in the back of my mind. And then just towards the end, we were like, oh, we should do like a little, it's a shame that this is all going to be gone kind of thing. And it was like, oh, let's make a little little video or whatever. Let's have a run through of the town. Um, so we made the YouTube thing. And I'm so happy we did it because we've got those memories, you know, kind of forever now. Um, and um, yeah, it brings a little, little tear, but... Uh, I agree with you, and and uh, yeah, the 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 silly anecdote there was that I took. I don't. I really promise you, I'm too clumsy. I did not plan it out, but I deliberately took it so that there was seven sixty nine coffee left in the in the governor's stash, uh, governor only barrel in the restaurant. But I looked later, and I didn't get it anywhere on the footage because of the the black lines of the cinematic lines. Yeah. But on my on my hot bar, I had the coffee. And I ended up with 69 coffee in my pocket as well. <laughs> and I think one had just expired as I was walking. I had no, I literally didn't pay any attention, didn't mean it, but it never ended up in the video. But I can just, I laughed so hard to myself. I was like, ha, wait, what? 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 I don't know how it happened. It wasn't, wasn't planned or thought out or anything. So that was kind of funny. But yeah, we, um, beautiful. We, uh, we just had an amazing, uh, amazing experience so and we learned so much so it's going to be uh we've got i'm not going to say anything because i'm not doing any spoilers but we've got a really uh interesting concept for what we want to do uh in 6.0 so uh watch this space folks watch this space i'll, I'll be honest i'm i'm tempted to join you guys and, mm -hmm. and now that i have a bit more time to play whatever i want and such mm -hmm. it's uh yeah it it could be fun to to jump in and just be kind of like a gopher or something for people. Yeah, yeah it's such a rewarding experience. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. 
I can't. I can't say no, anything. No, that's, that's fine. Let's, let's, let's not. Let's not bait it out anymore. Uh, but it's gonna say it's gonna be really good. It's gonna be really good. You you mentioned the the learning experience, and one mm -hmm. thing I've learned while watching you, Cletus, who's gaming now, and so many others role play um, through Atlas. It's, it's it's one thing that's become very apparent to me even more so than it used to be, was the importance of what you're showing or not showing while streaming any sort of mm -hmm. role-playing on Twitch. Like, mm -hmm. we're, we're talking both tabletop versions, we're talking uh, through games like Atlas and whatnot. The, the importance of what is being shown on screen as you're talking about something mm -hmm. is so high up there mm -hmm. so for instance one thing that you do that is incredibly important for the immersion of the story is that when you get into a really heavy rp session you remove your camera mm -hmm. because then the talking head of grumbles the dwarf goes away and you get more immersed into Pete McCracken or uh, Ulan, whatever. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. You know that's a type of tea, right? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I think it yes. is, or is it? Or is it Ulong? <laughs> I, I can't oh, remember. Oh yeah, 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 uh, Ulong or something. Yeah, yeah. I know even now. Uh, yeah. uh, I'll come in. We'll chamomile the mm -hmm. strange wizard. That's oh. what I'm drinking now. I love my chamomile. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. It is. Mm. Um, but the importance of what you're showing. So, for instance, uh, our friends over at Pathfinding Adventure, mm -hmm. they are undergoing a bit of uh, of a revamp right now because they're starting up their second season of Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess we're going to shout them out uh, in the, the section below. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've just done some some testing of a new way of showing cameras uh, and and talking a bit about what is being shown on screen. Uh, you see it with a lot of other channels that when there's RP going on, like role-playing, you see you see the players' faces. You see the mm -hmm. DM's face. You yep. don't see the battle map. And you might you might see the 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 roles and 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 sure they can be important too. But it's a focus on the people that are telling the stories. Yep. And and and, and we talked a bit about this, me and Mintilmer, uh, that when there's combat going on, they're going to show, like, the battle map isn't going to be the main thing. We're still going to see people, but they're going to enhance the the little tray that shows the dice and then the, the rolls. Mm -hmm. And it it struck me like for instance, critical role the like the epitome of of a role playing channel out there, I'd, I'd say these days uh, is they have a full production team being able to zoom in on who's talking and so on and so forth. But we're not talking that you need to go to that level. Like you don't have to have a producer sitting in the background. They were clicking the buttons to make sure that you zoom in on the right people. Mm -hmm. No, but you need to to 
show what is important. A lot of empty screen that just says Pathfinder isn't necessarily conducive to a good experience. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes with uh, with uh, Conan Exiles. If you're role-playing Conan Exiles, show what you're talking about. Then and then mm -hmm. try to try to get into the role. Like we're not necessarily talking that it should be um, super immersive and uh, and and like on DSRP. Like it doesn't have to be that, but help the viewer or the people listening understand what is going on. Mm -hmm. Remove some of the uh, possible entrapments around on the screen. I should say. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, we tried to do some of that for the Starfinder. It was just uh, working with things like Discord. We talked about it before in the editorial. Hey. Um, it's just uh, those tools are not really designed for what we're trying to achieve with them. So, uh, yeah, I definitely have to look into this uh, uh, OBS Ninja thing and uh, yeah. see, see, see how that goes. But I, I agree with you. I think it's something that I've, I've learned and I've tried a few different things here and there with um but um ultimately yeah it's all about drawing the audience in the best you can i think that the folks over at table story do a fantastic uh job yes. of that they have very high quality production on there um but funnily enough you can see that sometimes they experiment and try a few things out and it doesn't work and you think huh you know, well, I say it doesn't work, so that's subjective. Like, it could be things where I think, mm, I didn't really like that. Um, mm. So it's difficult. When is it too much? When is it not enough? Um, one of the tricks I learned GMing using Roll20 was um, playing in a, in a group on Sundays a while back, and um, the GM just brought in, instead of having full battle maps and for everything all the time, I was always like, oh, we need a map for this, we need a map for that. He would just find one image that kind of conveyed... Like you want people to still use the theater of the mind, but you give yeah. them roughly like this is the scene. Like this is, you know, you you stumble upon a harpy's nest, and you might have a picture that would be like a picturesque cliff with a with a large nest hanging off the edge of it, and you know, like kind of a high fantasy sort of a setting. And mm. uh, so I use that a lot now. And um, I think that like looking back on the Starfinder things, I I tried to move it a bit in that direction, and then I you know just schedules and time and whatever. Uh, real life stuff just took over and it wasn't possible to carry on with that but I would have definitely gone in that direction because I think you can and and as you said you want to see I think especially for live action role play stuff with it where where it's uh, um, of that ilk I think it's so much more important to see the players reactions um, whether or not they do go as far like sometimes people do really good like uh, dress up as well like cosplay for their characters and that I don't think you absolutely have to do that but I think that um, just being able to show the people's reactions and 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 then have the players kind of remember that they're reacting as their characters, mm. I think that's where the cosplay comes in. It's almost more for the players rather than the than the audience because it helps you to get into your um, your character's kind of uh, experience yeah, during the session. Same with the battle map. I I honestly mm -hmm. think that it, the battle map is more for a player than it is for anybody watching. Mm -hmm. And let's be fair, role-playing as as it is like we would know it with, with sitting around a table and rolling dice and such, it's not necessarily been for viewing for a long time. Or, or like 
this is a recent thing. We're talking within the last few years. Critical Role became uh, more popular, and um, a, what is it? Uh, Harmon Quest. Don't know if you're familiar with I don't it. Know that one. No. Okay, that's something I need to show to you because it's fabulous. Um, like, it's not been for general viewing as as a focus until now. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of us that are that have been players for a long time are thinking like players, like what do we need? And not necessarily as a viewer, like what does the viewer need? Mm -hmm. But we're we're seeing we're seeing more and more people start to think about this and 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 translate it. And I, I absolutely love it. Because like watching somebody sit and play role playing games is bringing me back to listening to um, audio theater or radio theater. We we call it here, where it's um, like um, Dicky Dick Dickens was one of my favorites growing up. Listening to to the Norwegian radio theater do their rendition of Dicky Dick Dickens or um, in the day of the Triffids, you know, uh, mm -hmm. both of those um, are amazing to listen to, and you're you're kind of building this image in your head too. Mm -hmm. Not everything needs to be on screen, but if you see reactions, you see people act out their character in their anger. This god <laughs> has descended upon you. Bow more, you know that sort of thing. You see them grimace. Mm -hmm. You see them reach out and do their thing. I do that a lot. I don't, I don't know if others do that. At least, but mm -hmm. seeing people do that, it brings me along, like yeah. big time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's so nice. So, streaming uh, or role playing. Think mm -hmm. about what like. Think of it as a production. Like as a theater production, it doesn't have to be high scale, but what does the people need to see? Yep. Uh, we're we're uh, like wait oh, oh wow okay. Mm -hmm. I I was I thought we we're gonna have a shorter episode. I don't we're not doing too bad, are we? No, well it's an hour forty six. Yeah. Well, so yeah, there you go. But we are coming towards the end. Hmm. And if only we had some questions from the community. Yes. And uh No, that was out of tune. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. I, I made it slightly slightly scary with that chord. And we do. We do. You know, that that was sort of suspenseful. Mm. Yeah. You know, it was supposed to be ta-da, you know, it was supposed to be happy. I yeah. I'm not good enough with the keyboard yet. Uh <laughs> anyway, Mr. Lanavar. Uh, long time viewer uh, even long time watcher I don't know has some questions for us mm -hmm. and uh, shortly uh, summed up uh, he asked about building games uh, a feature on discord called forums and content creation expectations take us through these questions so that we can answer them properly yeah so um in no particular order or just in the order they were raised. So building in games uh, is something that uh, I've more recently grown more and more kind of fond of. Um, 
and and seen um where it can lead to uh, creatively uh we we've had um some real challenges in some of the things that we've uh, tried um largely in a lot of cases because games are not always all that well optimized even when it comes to their own base game assets looking at you atlas um you know uh so people want to do something monumentous and and, and amazing and incredible and and the game just says that's cool you can have that now no one can move anymore because you're all getting three frames per second um so um i guess we've learned a lot about limitations and how you can work within what a game's offering to you know kind of do your own optimization obviously not in terms of the code but in terms of how you place your your buildings together how you space things out um what you connect uh, to which other pieces and so forth and just try to see how the game i guess what, what it comes down to is we did a lot of for sciencing yeah <laughs> and we learned a hell of a lot about what the um what we can and can't achieve to still give a comfortable experience also factoring in that not everybody comes in with a hot off the press brand new rig right. um so you know you've got to build with with um people um in mind as well um and it really we learned a lot we had a lot of good fun uh, but also a lot of head scratching and frustration moments in particular in atlas and i got to say that one one of the things that really shone through was um how if you you know you just go at it with a creative mindset but also a willingness to understand that if we find out that something just doesn't work or it makes a, a particular situation bad that you've got to also have that um um the mentality of saying you know it's just pixels if that's got to go it's got to go and yeah. that's kind of a rare and that's one of the biggest treats we've had this this go around is that people were really able to say okay this is a cool thing i like it uh, i like what i did maybe people like it maybe they don't maybe it works and if it doesn't work um for whatever reason like it doesn't fit the aesthetic and the atmosphere or it doesn't uh, you know it's a great build but in the wrong place or um uh, or of course if it causes technical issues and and slowdowns and crashes in the game uh, i've really enjoyed the people's the builders attitudes of like well you know that's a shame but i had fun building it yeah. so yeah. let's just rip it down and and readjust it or or we'll save that for another day or another place um it's it's odd how easy it is to get attached to mm-hmm. a building within a game mm-hmm. because it's ultimately it's not real you know yep. it, it's just pixels like you said but it's it's really easy to get attached to it mm-hmm. uh, so yeah no i i i completely understand that because i i did the whole build server for minecraft where i mm-hmm. built minas Tirith and suddenly minas Tirith needed to be moved or a, a <laughs> large change and i was like i was gutted i was like ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, balls and then the entire fun of doing it kind of disappeared mm-hmm. and it uh, and it was really sad because i wanted to to fulfill it but but it was it was hard to kind of think yeah no it's only pixels whatever let's just go about mm-hmm. it again so <laughs> no getting attached to a, a set of pixels in a game that is going to be a house yeah is weird but it happens. 
Yep, it really does. And I've seen both sides of it now because I've always been a very staunch advocate of like, it's just pixels, let go of it. Yeah. <laughs> but but having done a little bit uh, uh, in Conan, which is a far more beautiful game, much more rewarding. Um, or maybe not, maybe in a roundabout way, it's more rewarding if you can do something beautiful in Atlas because the game really fights you at every turn. Um, but either way, I can definitely see um that feeling of attachment or just like i think from for me specifically it's very much like i i build this thing because i want to try and role play out these scenes with these characters i've met and i think it'll be really fun and they'll enjoy the development not in terms of like look at my building and my thing but mm. but i think about what people will bring it's like i guess it's a little bit like being the director or something and saying i'll put this we'll dress the stage up and I'll kind of guide people towards it, and then we'll see what they bring and what they what they uh, what they develop, and and that's been very rewarding so far. So I get sad if something has to go or change because it's you you if if you didn't get to to live out that opportunity. If however you do get to have those scenes, and then it needs to go, then then that's kind of fine. I, and it's 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 really interesting to try and get into that into that uh, psyche or whatever of of. of you know, somebody who does set stages and things. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, we just learned a ton about what works, what doesn't work, and um, had a lot of fun for the most part resciencing it. And I, and I really, why I shouted out the builders, because I really want to uh, uh, emphasize how amazing and um, what great respect I have that people were able to create something that was truly beautiful and played out um, a wonderful set of stories for us in Atlas which I make, you know, I know I hide it well. I'm not a big fan of, <laughs> of the game itself. So to be able to make something that, that I, you know what's funny, Tiger? I've actually gone back and watched that video yeah. a couple of times myself, like four, probably four or five times by now. And I'm still not tired of it. You know, even when you've done it, you have a different relationship sort of thing to the content, you know? And um, a, a lot of the time, and I'm I'm so not, tired of it because it's just incredible that they managed to to make something that um that stunning really in 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 that environment so more about that um, later yeah exactly um yeah so i guess uh the building thing i think you you just have to be prepared and accept and i and i think you touched on it perfectly as well it's one of the hardest aspects of it is it really if it's funny because we try to build it to make it feel real mm. and lived in and livable and yet ultimately you've got to remind yourself fairly often that it isn't real because if you ever let yourself get sucked into that feeling of of too much being a little bit attached and caring about it's good but being too attached to it not so much yeah um um so i think there's there's definitely some some lessons to learn there for sure i've been be I've I've been doing mm -hmm. a lot of uh, building in uh, Satisfactory lately. Yeah. And there's something that will change on you rapidly. So do not get too, uh, <laughs> too attached to how your factory looks or where something is because you will suddenly need something. And that usually means a very big change. <laughs> but there's another game out there that has base building mechanics that needs to do something about how easy it is to do it and that's no man's mm -hmm. sky oh yeah i i would i would go out on a limb here and say that no man's sky probably 
it has the highest potential for being an amazing base building game. Mm -hmm. But they're making it real hard to enjoy it. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, second question that we had was about the forums feature in Discord. So I'm not going to go too deep into this one because I think that's um, just just also partly looking at the clock. Um, but uh, thankfully, Lanavar, who's very experienced in these things, did a bit of a deep dive on it and had a look around. Seems like it could be quite handy, maybe more for uh, for larger or very very active um, uh, Discord servers. Um, but it's it kind of like a more organized way and with tagging, searchable tags, a mm. uh, way of uh, communicating and using and posting to boards and things. It looks like it could be kind of handy, but I don't know. I haven't. Have you, what about you? Do you? Have you had a look at that? Do you think that's something that you might make use of we, going we've, forward? We've tested it a tiny bit. Um, and, and to be honest, I've been missing that sort of uh, way of organizing the, the mm -hmm. Discord. For a while and, and there's a reason why my my discord is set up the way it is where we have like the the random text channels where a bit of everything goes on mm -hmm. uh, and then you have more topic specific uh, where we talk about music specifically in one channel or star wars the old republic in one channel but i want to have it more uh like even more split up if that makes sense mm -hmm. in a way that it's easier to see that ah okay this is clearly a, something for this part this this mm -hmm. channel so um like first we have we have one channel that is uh screenshots from hunter call of the wild but mm -hmm. Like, it's a very topic-specific channel, but at the same time, I'd love to have that underneath uh, pictures and screenshots kind of part instead, yeah. where yeah. where it makes sense that you can tag it for Hunter Call of the Wild, and then, ta-da, there we go. Yeah. Because it removes a lot of those, not necessarily redundant channels, but, yeah, no, it, it helps with the organization. So I, I like yeah. the forums. Uh, mm -hmm. But like you say, it, it's going to require a certain amount of of uh, of activity, I think, for it to make sense to use them. Yeah, but I, I, I think mean, both you and me are we're, we're we're right on that that cusp and kind of yeah, this this can fit, this can be used. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of potential for. It. I like I do really like the idea of the tagging and and it making it more. Uh, feasible to actually search and find the things you're looking for. Um, that would allow people that, that can only pop in every whatever other week or a few days or whatever um, to keep up with what's going on. I think sometimes Discord is, is can be a bit um, a bit frustrating or my experience of it where you know, I can't, I've got, I, I'm in a few, I try not to go in every single discord ever mm. and hope that people don't get upset because I didn't join their discord, <laughs> but I get overwhelmed quite easily by it all. Just, you know, just sort of TMI. And, um, and, and what frustrates me then is that you miss out on something. So yeah. like I could be in, even, even on my own discord, I might just miss something because again, you don't have the tagging or the searching is difficult or whatever. Um, and, and, 
you know, in the past it felt like either someone would have to ping you specifically on something or it was just lucky dip. You either got it or you didn't, you know? Um, so I think this is a, a healthy structured, uh, feature and, um, yeah, we might have to have a look at it more carefully, just as you said, not so much in terms of the major activity necessarily, but just in terms of being able to, to even just find things, um, that, that you want to keep in touch with or that, that got posted like, oh, did you see my post about such and such the other day? No, but you can just look for it more easily, find it more easily, yeah. more consistently. And it could make using Discord more fun for me anyway. So when you say about missing something, it, mm -hmm. that, that's a big thing for me too. Like sometimes I see a, a chat has moved immensely. I'm like, uh, yeah. bra brain overload. I can't right now so yeah. and then then it just gets for, forgotten mm -hmm. I, and and i'm looking at you cc discord for world of warships <laughs> because th there's a lot of very eager people in there and and granted i could probably be more more active in there and and to understand more and be on top of things but Sometimes no, you just get too I mean. much it's too. Like if it was one or two, you can. Yeah. But the reality is, you end up in about you know, goodness knows how many discords I'm in overall, and and that's not meant as like some sort of humble brag or whatever. It's just like, you know, you want to be either connected to something or a product or a game or a publisher or a community, specific community, mm -hmm. um, or just your friends started one up and you want to show support or whatever, and you end up in like, you know. Uh, dozens of them and then uh, uh, you know and for me like role-playing ones it's like oh this is a role-playing community you should be in oh you should be in that one or yep. <laughs> random pings at two in the morning join this discord otherwise you're missing out what? no <laughs> yeah, yeah no please no <laughs> so uh yeah it could I, I, it could be a good thing uh, i i will have to have a play around with it um but anyway, I think there's probably a segue there, just about, kind of, yeah. uh, which was we had a quick final question from Lanavar about uh, content creator expectations. So managing expectations as the creator and managing expectations with the community, um, which I thought was a fun one. I don't know how much, again, we're probably a bit pushed for time now, but to do it justice. Um, but what are your thoughts about how do you manage your own expectations for content creation and what, what are your experiences with the community and the viewers when they maybe want a specific game or a specific style? I'm not talking about backseat driving and, and, you know, dance monkey type thing. I just yeah. mean like in a broader, um, well-intentioned way. So, um, very good question, by the way, I want to point that mm. out. An important question too. Uh, and, and and also an important question to bring up from time to time for creators and communities because uh, and one of the things that I uh, I can kind of draw on as a, as an ex, uh, as an example was before before I got partner um, everybody was seeing the numbers go up. Everybody was seeing uh, the clear signs of pushing for partner, and, and 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 it got more and more hyped up, and and that kind of like my brain, both like it had a good reaction to it and also an adverse reaction to it, because the first and foremost was, what happens if I don't make it? 
Mm-hmm. Who am I letting down if I don't make it? Am I letting down myself? Am I letting down others? And would, will people laugh at me? And so on and so forth. So I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to any sort of expectation. So I always try to downplay everything. I would rather be surprised, which is why I try not to read a lot of patch notes, a lot about upcoming games or anything. I would rather be positively surprised by something that I got blindsided by rather than uh, hype something up and then it's a nothing burger, you know? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> nothing back. Yeah. So so in, in back to the example of the of building up for partner, I I saw we met the numbers, and I saw we held the numbers. Like I and and then and then I kind of said I said nothing more about it. I started just kind of go okay, just just shut up about it. Don't don't mention it. Don't talk about it. Just just kind of tell people that we're just gonna wait a bit more. We're just going to chill out and just enjoy what we're doing here now. But I had already applied. Mm-hmm. I told very few people that I had applied for partner. Um, some of them were super hyped and like, yeah, let's go. And some were like, hey, yeah, be, be expected to be rejected. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I'm glad I didn't tell the, uh, tell the, uh, the community that. But a few people knew that I had and 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 kind of managing that expectation by downplaying it was it was super important for me. Mm-hmm. Because I think if if we had failed there or, or gotten rejected, I I see it later now that yeah, there are people that have been rejected seven, eight, nine, ten times. And it's like it's whatever to them. But for me, that would have been it would have been heartbreaking. So I mm-hmm. I'm really glad I, I downplayed that and kind of hushed it and, and just kind of okay, let's just see what happens. Mostly for my own sake, to be able to kind of go, yes, we fucking made it. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think I think it's important in the same way for a lot of other things too, to be able to kind of go, okay, we're gonna take things chill. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then we're no worse off. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're still good, and just like keep focusing on where you are at the moment with, with what's going on. You know, you're having fun in the game. Yeah, people are asking you about a new game coming out. Then it's like, yeah, it could probably be fun, but you know, don't don't get too hyped about it. I'm. I'm I'm maybe too hard on myself sometimes, but but very often I'm expecting to be disappointed. <laughs> uh, because when it happens, then I don't get well. I then I, there's no reason for me to be sad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's that's kind of a dangerous way of of uh, of living. But yeah, I don't know. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I totally get that as well. I, uh, funnily enough, I have a thing where psychologically, where um, when good stuff happens, I start rem- reminding myself or coaching myself not to get too hyped about it. 
Like, enjoy it, but remember it's just a moment. This and there's lots of moments path. that led to this, and there's lots of moments just around the corner. Because when I get too excited, um, I get I've I've had this in the past where you you then get that moment where something goes wrong or or doesn't work out. Not so much in anticipation, but more like when something positive has happened. I I kind of I, it's very easy for me to go into a mindset of like okay, this was really good. I've really enjoyed this. Something bad's about to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, I coach myself out of that, uh, and I've, I've learned to do that quite effectively over over uh, a couple of centuries, uh, thankfully. Um, That's not a good thing, though. Well, it depends. It's, 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 it's kind of how I, you know, a lot of the things I do are... are, are, are all or nothing. I'm a very all or nothing person. So if I get way too hyped and enthusiastic about something, mm. almost like a bipolar kind of level of thing, where it's just too much. It'll go into too much, uh, uh, um, and uh, and and then maybe I'll just mess it mess it up myself. And um, but yeah, in terms of the more broader or, or, or different um, aspect of managing expectations i found it really interesting and i've i've struggled with it for quite a long time through the streaming uh, journey but i'm slowly getting the hang of it i wouldn't say i've got it under control yet but i'm getting better at it mm. um i really struggle with the whole what what other people want from me as opposed to not so much what i want to do but what but but listening and being self-aware and realizing what I'm actually enjoying doing yeah. and, ha- and how to hone in and focus on that rather than um, rather than worrying excessively about um, about what everyone else wants. It's really good to take on board advice and opinions and ideas, and I like uh, those conversations a lot, and I do listen and take on board a lot of it, but sometimes it's also important to just think uh, and listen to kind of what you want to do um and and what feels good and what feels like it would be fun um atlas was a good example towards the end of the season i I know that people would have been like oh you got to keep doing that there's only a few days left and i was like look i'm just exhausted with atlas it's it's not i'm not having fun and i'm not looking forward to logging into it i need a couple of days off and i'm so glad that i stuck to my guns and did some other stuff it wasn't because i wanted to completely walk away it was because there's no point in me trying to do a thing just because that's the one thing everyone wanted to see the most or whatever. I get it. Obviously I get it because I'm in the middle of it and I, and I love it yeah. a bit, but sometimes you have to have a, you have to have a little break, you know, change is as good as a rest as they say. Um, so that was one aspect. Okay. And then I'll try and tag one on and then let you answer or talk about your experience. But another one is like, um, sometimes I've had difficulties and it was interesting listening to Mandy the other day as well, what she was talking about on her five year Twitch, uh, anniversary, um, of how to like set boundaries, mm. um, and, and sort of make, make it clear when people are having a lot of fun, but maybe I think it's, it's definitely a thing that maybe people don't talk about so often. I think it would be healthy if we did uh, a bit more, but sometimes, you know, it happens that some people can um, be well-intentioned, but get a little bit carried away or, or get a little bit too mm, insistent and like, you know, repetitive on like, I wanted this thing, do this thing. I want to see that thing, do that thing. Um, And you can get into a little bit of a situation where 
you know, because we both have healthy communities and and uh, busy chats and a lot going on, and and we get easily distracted and all the other stuffs going on, and and sometimes people can be a little bit too, you know, caught up in in something that they're trying to convey or whatever. And I've found it interesting, and I'm still learning a lot about it. But it's interesting to because at first I was kind of like, well, you know, viewers are here, they're just saying their things, and I guess I just have to go with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, uh, that's not always the case, and that's not always a healthy situation. Sometimes sometimes you just need to say to people, you know what? No, we're, we're not doing that. <laughs> that's, you know, and I'm not talking, again, again, nothing weird like people asking you to do, you know, do a cartwheel or something like that. I'm just, just in general that people want a certain thing or a certain behavior or um, that bit of attention or whatever, and sometimes you have to say, you know what? Okay. That's all right. You had that moment. That's cool. Glad you're having fun. Now, now the other fifty people in the room get to get to have uh, to you know. Now we get to play the game or carry on the role player or you know go back yeah. to what we're actually doing here, rather than rather than the moment of like me 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 or whatever. That's. Now, I don't know what your experiences are like that with with that. If you have ever come across it. Yeah. No. That kind of ties into um, whenever you're part of somebody else's stream mm. uh, the remembering that you aren't there as a supporting character mm -hmm. is incredibly important if I invite somebody onto a stream th the viewers can't see what's going on for them mm-hmm so having a, a, a stream of consciousness about what's going on in front of them really doesn't help. Mm -hmm. uh, cue me in if there's something exceptional, but what goes on on my screen is what the viewer sees. And, and I think... I think it's important for, for me as a streamer to, to kind of also set that expectation with people coming in to be part of the stream. Mm -hmm. Because people get people need to remember, you're not just playing a game together suddenly. You are on a, a live stream for entertainment. Mm -hmm. And... And, and as fun as you're having in a game, your the audience's expectation is not to hear somebody uh, screaming and yelling about a sword hitting somebody's skull in a certain way if they can't see it. <laughs> like me picking berries and being assaulted by a lion and suddenly hearing about some uh, mammoth trampling the, the trebuchet is like, it, it makes no sense like it, it, there's a there's a disconnect there and and mm -hmm. that that also removes part of of my expectation of what I'm able to provide to the viewers mm -hmm. my expectation is that I'm able to be kind of self-centered here I'd like I'm the focus of the stream naturally I'm the streamer I will show off other things that need to be shown off. Trust in my ability to do that. And the viewers also need to trust in the streamer's ability to do that to the best 
um, of the stream. Like you said, when somebody uh, gets caught up on something, like, uh, let's say, you know, the the redemption on my channel for me to speak Norwegian or mm -hmm. or so on is is very popular, but I can't always do it. Mm -hmm. Like being in the middle of a of something where I need to focus and I need to be able to convey things to my team. Uh, sometimes I need to be able to just say no, I can't do that right now. Mm -hmm. And then people, well, you did it the other day. Yes, but the other day it fit more. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, so. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, it's, there's never like a simple answer to it because no. there's a whole lot of context and, and understanding that goes into it. I just think it's kind of an interesting topic, and I, uh, that's why I wanted to uh, briefly uh, talk on it with you and see and share some thoughts and experiences because um, we uh, we want to embrace pretty much everything. And a lot of people are coming and being a douchebag, fine, well, that just happens, right? But generally speaking, we want to embrace everything and, and be part of the whole broad conversation. Mm. Um, it's just sometimes difficult, and, and, and it's interesting to to see, and it was very interesting to hear uh, other people's experiences and, and whatnot. Um, uh, Mandy told a very funny anecdote. Like it's funny now when you look back on it, but she's like early on, I didn't really understand anything about setting boundaries and whatever. And they had somebody in their chat that was called, I can't remember the name, but something like fluffy princess bunny boo boo or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and there was a whole thing about, uh, she had her, her older stream set up with a bed in the corner and some teddy bears on it and whatever, you know, it's all cozy stuff. Right. Yeah. And and they were like, oh, you know, like always behaving and talking like a child. And they were like, go and cuddle your teddy bear now. <laughs> and like, and all this kind of stuff. And at yeah. first it's kind of, oh, this is kind of cute. And you're just happy that people are even in your channel and chatting. And you know what I mean? When you're starting out, you just accept everything. And then she, and then it was like getting a bit weird at some point. She's like, you know what? No, this, okay. There's a, I'm setting a line here. This is, we're not going over that line all the time. Like, uh, start smooching the teddy bear and all this kind of stuff. I was like, no, and uh, it just got me thinking about how that's uh, how awkward it could be. And in, in many ways, we're so blessed that we have a very good uh, community and so much positivity. They like to be a bit, you know, make some fun sometimes, a bit, a bit cheeking. But overall, it's a very positive experience, and that's that's good to see. Yeah, like I I, I usually start out the stream by by setting like if I'm not having a good day. I will be honest about it <laughs> because it sets the expectation that, okay, we need to have things chill. Mm -hmm. We're we're not going to be 120 miles an hour here today. Like we're we're going to say we're, we're going to keep things chill. Things might ramp up because sometimes things go better, but let's, let's just kind of, you know, be honest about where we are. Mm -hmm. And he's, both for ourselves and and for the audience, I think is is important there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, well, what I expect now is some smiling. Yes, because it's time for something to smile about. I don't know. I need to work on those. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think that the tiger robot should be introducing something to smile about. <laughs> Hi. 
Was that better? That was better. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of being better, I have oh, the yeah. uh, fortunate uh, experience of having my phone number spoofed. No. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, I woke up today to a phone call from a very confused gentleman saying, uh, you called me? No. I'm, I'm literally, like, you, you, you just woke me up. Like, yeah, no, but you called me. Like, no, like, you're, you're not listening to me. You woke me up. I'm like, what? And a bit of back and forth. And then it was like, wait, hold on. I think I know what's going on. Because on the 22nd of September, somebody else called me. I was like, yeah, you called me? No. Hey, you called me like half an hour ago. I said, no, no, I can guarantee you I didn't call you. Last time I called somebody was seven days ago. Are you sure about that? It's like 100% sure. Like there could be some mix up at the phone company. Do you you have phone company X? I was like, no. Okay, is your main provider company Y? No. Okay, then I don't know what's going on, but I can guarantee you I didn't call you. And, <laughs> and and then today, when that happened again, it clicked that, mm-hmm. ah, my phone number has been spoofed and is being used by scam callers. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. So I can probably expect some, some calls here and there by people saying, oh, you called me? Uh, <laughs> but, annoying. Yeah, it's annoying, but I called my phone company. Mm-hmm. And and I explained the situation that I'm being spoofed. Is there anything we can do? And, and the guy on the phone was like, "No, uh, nothing we can do." But uh, the good thing is, nothing bad is happening for my sake because people are spoofing me. Um, as long as people don't listen to the people calling, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the scammers, then everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um. I was like, okay, how, like, can we report this to the main carrier in Norway, which handles the international traffic to, to kind of clamp down on this? No, they, they have an automated system. Usually it takes about a week for it to kick in. So a week or two at most, and then it should be golden again. Okay, fair enough. So I hung up with him and then suddenly Mm. I'm getting a call back. Like, Jesus, already what's going on? Uh, and I picked up, and there was this automated survey thing for how well did we do. I was like, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll humor them. They, they answered properly and respectfully, and 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 very businesslike. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll humor them. I'll, I'll give them this feedback. And at the end of that kind of short call of feedback, you know, just pressing a few numbers on your 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 plate, and then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then said, you now have the option of recording a voice call to the people. And, you know, like, leave a manual message. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll leave a message after the beep. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the beep went. And I was like, hi. Uh, I just want to tell you that remember uh, to smile because it'll make uh, somebody else's day better. And I don't care what it looks like, but you have a nice butt. Have a nice day. <laughs> and then I hung up. So I basically told some random robotic <clears throat> survey that they have a nice butt. Yeah. yeah. 
as part of your feedback for their service. Nice. Am I taking this too far for the whole nice butt thing? Or <laughs> You might have just made someone's day and made them smile. I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, it would be really funny is if they just stumbled upon this... Uh... Not that likely, maybe, but it'd be funny if they ever listened to this podcast. I was like, oh, that was me. <laughs> Thank you. It'd be funny to get a comment in the chat. Now, now I know we'll get one from, like, Silver and some other jokers. will be like, oh, that was me. But, yeah, it would, yeah. That's kind of, it would be kind of cool to, like, <laughs> just the way the world is. Sometimes you just get those wonderful coincidences. So hopefully uh, somebody out there has now been told that they have a nice butt. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And you have some stories from Atlas that you wanted to share with us. I do. Well. I do. I don't. I know it's been a, a very Atlas heavy uh, episode for me, but as usual, it was uh, such a big, uh, such a big emotional farewell. Um, but yeah, we um, uh, we just had season end. You probably heard that somewhere. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> um, I just wanted to share a couple of uh, short, short little uh, st stories. Um, one of our crew members, um, Gamblefarer, who uh, in on Twitch, who played Niels Ericsson, one of our master builders, and did some some absolutely phenomenal uh, work uh, trying to make Atlas not look ugly. And um, uh, he uh, has uh, social anxieties; doesn't doesn't do well in crowds, like even in a game context, and that totally understandable. And we respect that a lot, and we try and help out and. It's funny because he builds a lot of these beautiful places and he's not even there in the crowd to get like all the kudos and the and the compliments because uh, he doesn't want to be in the middle of it all. Um, but, uh, but that's not to say he can't role play very well and, and play his character. He still did. Um, and uh, he did a short a little YouTube video that he shared just with our crew. You know, I'm not going to share it and link it because it was a thing for us as a group um, where he sang... Uh, a cappella song and uh, did a little walk of his character through the town um, to a couple of spots there and uh, sent us that as a video to watch and share amongst our crew and it's just a beautiful beautiful thing and a really uh, really good singing voice, really well sung and uh, I thought I'd share that, that gave me a really really can, nice smile. Can I just say that that adds mm -hmm. to the um, sort of the credibility of of the importance of role playing, and mm -hmm. and then the importance of how Port Shiny was ran, the fact that you you have this this person that describes themselves with a very high social anxiety and and mm -hmm. not done something in many years, and then mm -hmm. finding the inspiration to do that, mm -hmm. that's big. That yep. is very big, and then yep. I, I want to give kudos to to all of those around him that has enabled him in doing that. Yeah, uh, that's he that's said huge. he hadn't sung to people for twenty years. I think it was. Give yourself so, a pat on the back if you're part of that group. Honestly, yeah, um, and that's what I wanted to 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 bring up. And uh, the other tiny little one, I know we're short on time, was uh, just a nice, really nice gesture and just shows, again, how thoughtful and, and uh, considerate and creative the, the dark side uh, community is for the role play, um, was that um, somebody stayed as a guest at one of our tavern rooms, um, and not only did they in character remember to kind of leave the keys 
behind. So Lan and I were doing our little video walk around everything. And uh, Lan was like, oh, I wonder if they remembered to, to put the keys back into the box after the, renting the room out for the weekend, considering it was final weekend, everyone's yeah. logging off. And not only did they do that, but they actually wrote a letter in character um, saying what a wonderful town we had, what a wonderful time, how they'd really enjoyed the event. And then the, even at the end of the letter, it said, P.S., um, you could say this place had me hooked or something like that. And then in brackets, <laughs> throws grappling hook on the floor. So they actually played punventory in the end of their letter. <laughs> so showing that it wasn't just like a, you know, generic thank you, whatever, which it, it wasn't anyway. But they even showed how much they'd embraced and enjoyed their time there by playing punventory in the letter. So That's that one had uh, Lan and I shedding a little tear, I think, at the end. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's the little moments like that. They really mm -hmm. do mean a lot to to the role players, uh, both them in paying their respects and those receiving the respects. Mm -hmm. But with respects, <laughs> this is where we end our episodes for for September. Mm -hmm. uh, there is. Uh, I don't know why, but these outros are always kind of a, a somber occasion, but I I really want to th say thank you to everybody who's listening. Um, I recently received an email regarding Exit Port that we have a lot of downloads. And that's just, that's just those going through Spotify, uh, iTunes, and whatnot. That's not... Uh, counting those that are on YouTube. So thank you to everybody for listening, for commenting, and for for allowing us this opportunity of, of ranting for a few hours, uh, <laughs> at least once a month. And uh, yeah, um, I, I think I speak for both of us when I say that at some point in the future, we will probably be doing a, a live one. Maybe as the season finale, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure mm. it out. But it's it's always fun to be able to do these, and uh, there's going to be plenty more. And uh, yep. if you have somebody who would like to sponsor us, contact us. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Anyway, it's been uh, yet another wonderful episode of Exit Port. That's gonna be goodbye from me, and goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. Goodbye.